You're very welcome back to the Wed Prep Podcast, brought to you by WeddingSuppliers.ie. And myself and Fiona are delighted to be back again, and we're this time talking about abandoning the diet a little bit this week, aren't we, Fiona? Yes, please. I'm delighted. Now, don't worry about your diets, everybody. When it comes to wedding cakes, Jen has your back because they're delicious. And it's calorie neutral just to listen to it on the podcast. They're nutritious. It's calorie neutral. (laughs) Welcome to the stage, Jen, from the Pixie Box Bakery. Thank How you very exciting. much. Thanks yeah. a million for having me. Delighted um, to be here. Jen is one of our uh, top wedding supplier in the cake industry. And we have so many things to taste later on, which we're going to put on our IGTV on Instagram. So if you're not following us on Instagram, it's uh, weddingsuppliers.ie. And uh, you'll see me there eating the cake. Tell us about the cake that we're going to eat later, please. Uh, so you have three flavours. <gasps> Oh. And there's two of each, one for each of you, oh. or um, mm-hmm. you can pass them over to me either. I'll mm-hmm. happily munch on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, they're vanilla sponge throughout, and then you've got a uh, Nutella buttercream to try out what? on top of one of them. Sorry. Raspberry buttercream on the other one, and then finally just vanilla buttercream to keep it nice and simple as well. So, uh, I have to yeah. ask about the name. Yes, please do. Uh, that's, I'm really interested in the oh, Pixie really? Box Tell the origins of the name. Um, so I am really, really blessed to have a brother who is a graphic designer. So when I had decided to start this business, I went to him and picked his brains. And he said, look, all you need to do is get a massive piece of paper, sit down and brainstorm. So I did that for about a week <laughs> and came up with everything cake related, uh, any descriptions of bespoke cakes and delicious cakes yeah. and anything to do with the equipment that's used or any of the ingredients and animals and eventually it came down to do you remember when you're younger and you had fairy cakes fairy cakes yeah so yeah. I put that down and I was like what about like what other magical creatures are there so uh, pixie cakes came out yeah and then it slowly morphed into uh, the pixie bakery and um, when I went back to him with that idea he was like look you just need to have another syllable in there so we came up with the box because your cakes come in a box in a box yeah so it's your, your cakes come in a pixie box when you get them from a pixie box bakery it's so cute so. I love it because it kind of um it kind of shows your style as well if you go mm. onto your uh, Instagram where you can see all the lovely colourful kind of creations yeah. that you do because you do more than just wedding cakes as well don't yeah you? so I, I'm happy to make any cakes really to be honest uh, I'm a huge lover of cake so um, <laughs> cake, 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 so cake. any excuse to make a cake um, so at the moment it's either wedding cakes or else birthday cakes for children are generally the top two that I'd be making but I've also made like retirement cakes oh. uh, just dinner party cakes um, and grown up like birthday party cakes as well. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, really at the moment it's children's birthday cakes or else wedding cakes. Wedding cakes. <laughs> and what's your favourite kind of cake to make? Uh, what Like what kind of ingredients or how do you like to decorate, decorate it them. mainly? Yeah. Um, I use both fondant and buttercream. Mm. Uh, but if I had my choice, I'd always choose buttercream. It's really, really um, great for absorbing all the different colours. It's not as expensive as fondant. I find a lot of people love the idea of having a fondant cake and then they're like oh yeah but I always just pick it off and put it in the bin because oh. nobody eats it it's like it's such so, a waste so I, I'm going to ask the stupid boy question here. Okay. that's okay. okay go for what, it what's is fondant like the icing the yeah it's like the heavy the icing okay. that yeah. they usually mould like you know like the little statues of people on top of cakes and yeah, stuff yeah I don't like that either okay so that's fondant I'm, I'm really, um, really happy that we had this conversation yeah no, it's to that's, that's, that's what it's there's no such thing that's it no such thing as a stupid question whereas buttercream 
uh, is what you're going to be eating later on. Excellent. I like the buttercream option. Okay. Uh, oh, good. Exactly. I'm glad. Yeah. And that's actually um, interesting because there, sometimes it's, do you find it's the bride that contacts you more or the groom or is it kind of a mixture of both? Like it depends who's more into food, I suppose. Is yeah. it really a joint decision? Oh, completely. It's ah. it's completely a joint decision, but usually it's the bride that contacts me. Okay. <laughs> Which is fine. Do you know, I don't mind. I'll talk to anybody. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, generally speaking, the bride approaches me um, and I just send out a list of what flavours I have. Um, and as well, like if there's a certain flavour that they want to create and I don't have it, I'm totally open to trying yeah. out a new recipe because that's where I've gotten all of my recipes from has been trial and error based. Yeah, and the um, collaboration with the couples. And yeah, stuff absolutely. Like that. And yeah. it is a collaboration. The entire process is mm. because it's a wedding cake and it's for their special day. Yeah. It's all about trying to encapsulate them as a couple in edible yeah, form. That's what I love that in edible form. Mm. An that, edible couple. Yeah. yeah. Well, but that's yeah, what, pretty is, much. Yeah, is, pretty is there much. a time of year when particular types of cake are more popular? And like are we talking like fruit or chocolate biscuit cake is kind of a winter thing, whereas the lighter sponge is maybe more of a summer thing? Or does, does, does the, the time of year affect it, the choice at all? Maybe not in Ireland because it's always the same so, weather. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, generally speaking, uh, weddings in the summer will go for like the lemon curds or the jam kind of filling with buttercream. Mm. Um, whereas the winter ones may go more towards like chocolate fudge end yeah. of the of the scale but then again like if you are, ha- are having a summer wedding and you love chocolate go for it go you know like there isn't yeah. really any any wrong choice but definitely i found fruitcake isn't really a thing anymore yeah. for really? wedding cakes i've never had anybody request that's the thing anything like, to do with fruitcakes but, but it's so traditional isn't it and i feel like ireland is moving away from that from from the brides that i talk to you know that everybody wants that unique kind of special just to kind of encapsulate their relationship in the actual wedding. So fruitcakes are traditionally, you're supposed to take the top tier, isn't it? And keep it for your, your firstborn's christening. Christing, yeah. And what, yeah. like, who does that? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. But maybe people do do that because it's nice. It's traditional. But like, I, how long do they last? Like, Yeah, well, in the freezer, they last a good while. Oh, but I've definitely found a lot more people. Do you know the way they have this like second day festivities as well with family and stuff a lot of people will take their top tier for that ah, instead that's so, so they still have I like that so that's even a great idea. If, yeah. if you like want that. your four tiers just for that kind of wow factor but you know it's not all going to be eaten on the next day so maybe try and figure out what kind of cakes would last and be as nice the next day as well yeah or else you've got the option as well of fake tiers so they're styrofoam tiers yes, that you can decorate. Yeah. They look like real cake. And as long as you don't do the cutting of the cake okay. into the styrofoam, <laughs> you're good to go. I'm sure that has happened. Oh my I'm God, sure I would lo- I'm going to YouTube that later on. <laughs> cake um, fail. <laughs> Excuse me. When did you know that you wanted to move into the the baking space? Baking world. Because it wasn't always the world you were in. No. Even though you um, were, you were in baking forever, really. But. Yeah, so I started baking when I was about 10. Uh, and I just decided one day that that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to bake a cake and learn how to do it. And um, none of my family are really blessed with baking skills. Uh, so I asked my so, mum for... So polite. I know, there, so polite. Yeah. If you're listening, hi. Yeah, I know, I'm like, love you guys so much. Um, so yeah, so I asked my mum for an electric uh, handheld whisk. 
and I was away with it. And that whisk lasted about 15 years oh. of abuse. So they don't make them like should we do they a brand? really don't. <laughs> should we do I'm a sure. brand plug? Here? I know. Yeah, I, yeah. Should. I can't even remember what brand it was. Oh. I'm sure I was only 10. So it was yeah. a long time ago. But um, yeah, so that started that my, my love and passion for baking started from a really early age. And then as I grew up, I started to make cakes for, you know, friends and family for birthday parties or, you know, if people were coming over, I'd just make a cake as a thank you for coming. And yeah. That was great. And people had always said, oh, would you ever start a business? I'm like, wow, no, like, a, that's crazy. I'd never do it, something yeah. like that. Uh, so I went into my nursing career and um, loved doing that as well. Um, and continued to do that after my first daughter, my first daughter, my first child, who is a daughter, yeah. <laughs> uh, was born. Um, and then it wasn't until oh, I had my son that I, um, that I really just decided I didn't want to go back to being a nurse. Mm. And it was time to try and merge my passion of baking with possibly the big dream that I'd always thought of of doing um, alongside that I could run it alongside looking after my own kids rather than having to get the grandparents who have been a huge support, but yeah. rather than getting them to look after two kids. Yeah. Um, so that's where the Pixie Box Bakery kind of started off as this major dream I've always had. Um, so I just grabbed the bull by the horns and it's a lot of work. It's, it's scary um, as well, yeah. isn't it? When you're, when you're out on your own. Leap. And there's so much to businesses that you need to kind of get your head around like accounts. Hello. Oh my gosh. Do you yeah. have any- <laughs> um, Let's not get into the money I'm, side of I'm, things. To be honest, I'm completely blessed with having a husband whose background is in accounting. Oh, you're a legend. So everything's so working like, out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was like, oh God, I could I could just grab your skills and, and shove them in there. Yes. And I grabbed my brother's skills with the, the graphic design. Perfect. He did um, my logo. So oh, that's that's like Graham actually. Pugh design, if anybody's looking for it. Yeah. Um, so I grabbed him and I kind of shoved him into the plan. That was yeah. great. Uh, and I went to local enterprise office and did a start your own business course. And that really geared me towards having a step-by-step plan of how to do this and Amazing. what to do and kind of steer me away from some of the pitfalls. Yeah. Um, so it's it's just really, it's been branching out my massive passion for baking and turning it into a uh, business so I love it that sounds amazing imagine getting like a cake maker for your wedding who is as passionate about creating your own wedding like do you know that way sometimes you get the cake makers that have been there for and I'm not like dissing them or anything because mm. they're there for like 20 years you know that this is what they do and you know they have like everything's churned out in a way but what I'm finding anyway is couples want that unique experience to their wedding and why not have someone that's you know ready and willing with their passion to go in there and create something completely new that mm. they don't have you know a stock photo of or whatever do you know that way well that's the thing like I've had a lot of people approach me like outside the wedding field just in general about mm. cakes and they're like oh what's your standard price what's your standard cake what's your standard I was like I don't have standards yeah. There is not everything is a high standard. Don't get me wrong, (laughs) but I don't have the basic cake that I like just like to crack out. Everything is completely bespoke depending on what the couple, what the child wants for their birthday party, what the grandparents want for their anniversary cake, whatever it is. It's completely bespoke for that one individual. Yeah. Um, And that's really important for me. I never want to churn them out. I want them to be handcrafted. I want them to be made one at a time. There's no massive industry behind this. It's me doing, not necessarily the accounts, but me doing doing the baking and going out and figuring out what new recipes I like and learning new crafts and Mm. learning new skills of how to pipe this or how to create. Like I had a, a... a retirement cake requested and it was I had to create a stage out of fondant oh wow 
And they gave me a design that was great, yeah. but it was like, how do you make fondant look like curtains? How do you make, Whoa. and how do you make it not fall off the side of the cake? And did you enjoy and it? Loved it. Yay. Loved it. It was, I'm not going to lie, it was stressful yeah. at the time, but it's amazing having the ability to sit back and imagine something and then see it come to life. Yeah. And that is just That's out of this world. Yeah. I loved it. Like. Mm. I mean, you just mentioned people who are passionate about what they do. I mean, that's a common trend we're seeing with with people we're interviewing here in the podcast. Yeah. That anybody who's who's particularly on the on the wedding suppliers.ie site, they've all come from different places and they've found what they love doing, and it's something to do with with helping people with their wedding. Yeah, so for yourself, yeah. it's yeah, it, it's cakes. But you can just see that passion coming out of people as they're yeah. as they're speaking. That's what they do. you it's want. Do you, yeah. you want somebody to be as excited about whatever aspect of it is yeah. of their wedding? That you're Somebody approaching them about, you, you want them to care. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because you was care certainly, so much about your wedding. Obviously, you need someone to match that. Mm, it was way. certainly something I was very aware of when I got married and after I got married. Mm. I um, And the wedding day was over. And I was like, that's it. I'm done. I've nothing now. What am I got to look forward <laughs> to now? Nothing. I've no weddings to plan. Yeah. And now I get to go back into that world through somebody else's wedding. And how, like, that's so exciting. That's lovely. Yeah, it's you brilliant. get to dip back in. Mm, that's true. Yeah, the post, dip the toes back in. Yeah. Post-wedding depression is like the hardest oh, part to kill. Yeah, mm, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We have a podcast on that. We do, yeah. yeah. Post-nuptial blues, I think we might have called yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Mm. It's, it's a real thing and you don't think it's going to happen to you. And then it happens. Yes. And it's horrible. Falling off the cliff. Mm, absolutely. Mm. So if you did have any advice for future brides out there, being a bride yourself, you know, what what would be the best thing to kind of, you know, how to plan the wedding, how to how to enjoy the day or, you know, your top tip of of planning a wedding? I suppose I have two things. One is on planning and one is on the day itself. Yeah. So on planning, I definitely think it's so important not to go and just have the generic wedding. Mm. don't go in and just click and drop from Pinterest and be like, I'll just have that. I'll just go with that package. You know, you want to go to a wedding that encapsulates that couple. You want to go in and be like, oh, of course, of course they're having this type of wedding because that's so like Mary and John or whoever it is. Um, So if you're really into festivals and camping, then go and have a, a wedding that is like yeah, that. Yeah. Give those, your guests, that taste. Because the, the last thing you want is them to walk in and be like, well, where are they? They're not yeah. in any of this. Yeah, that's so true. Whereas yeah. if you are, if you like the kind of super elegant, white, princess kind of themed wedding, if that's the kind of person you are, that's the kind of couple you that's are, what people would expect go for it. Your character, you know, and, yeah, and make yeah. sure that you're happy with your day because yeah. it is your day and it's yeah. a celebration of your love together. Yeah. And that's the most important thing. And don't get sidelined by, I know we definitely didn't do this. Mm. We didn't allow other people to come in and bully us into certain decisions that they thought was the right thing. So, of course, yeah. you have to have all the neighbours at oh, your the wedding. Politics, you have politics. to have, no. Oh my gosh, yeah. There's no time for that. There's no space for that. Yeah. And um, if, you, if you're strong from the outset, then they know to back off because at the end of the day, they love you, you know, they, they exactly. want the best for you. So if they, they feel like, oh no, maybe she doesn't know what she wants. So I'll, I'll help her out by telling her who she should invite. No. If you're strong from the outset, you know what you want, yeah. then yeah. Speak Absolutely. Your mind. And so, you know, just make sure that your day is your day mm. and that you enjoy it. Mm. And then on the day itself, I remember one of my friends pulled me aside before we got married and she said, look, this day is going to fly by. And it does. It's, mm. it's as if the 24 hours of your wedding day itself turns into like half an hour and the whole wow. day just flies by. She said, every so often, take time, take a step back. 
and have a look around the room, have a look around the church, have a look around where you're getting your photographs taken, wherever it is, and soak it in. Watch the people interact together. See the little laughs and the giggles or people dancing on the dance floor or the smiles that are going between people and soak it all up. And that's the way it's like having photographs at your wedding but their memories yeah and definitely. I did that and it was absolutely brilliant and any of my friends who get married I always say, say that advice try and yeah. take a step back a couple of times and have a look around the and room and just soak up the atmosphere everything that you've you've put all of your time and effort into completely. like to imagine completely you didn't actually look up and also it neatly ties in as well with one of the one of the big regrets that a lot of brides and grooms have oh, yeah. after the wedding that they didn't have a videographer so yeah. it, it kind of allows mm. again to relive those those memories yeah. and even the things you didn't get to see yeah um, on absolutely the day, things like, that you missed I definitely found when we were organising our wedding I was like why why would you want a videographer like that's just ridiculous yeah such a waste of money why would you do that and we didn't do it um, but it turns out we were really lucky one of our um, guests asked could they last minute they were like look and they do this kind of thing anyway they're a photographer and it was kind of led into his business himself um, he said do you mind if I record some stuff for your wedding I was like, yeah, go ahead. Like, we don't have a videographer. So, yeah, knock yourself yeah. out. And he brought it back just as the wedding post blues were kicking in. Oh. He brought it back. We'd come back from You're the um, the hotel. We'd settle back home. And he arrived up with this video. And it's about 10, 15 minutes long. And it's done to the background music is all from Love Actually. Oh, and there's on. a couple of other uh, romantic songs in That's the background. So Every single time I watch it now, I cry. Aww. Every time. And we have it now for my daughter to watch. Exactly. And she loves it. She's always like, can we take out the video? Oh, and so, the video. Um, it's yeah, the, you know, it's like it's the bridal video. Yeah. Like, um, And absolutely, I would have been gutted not to have that now. So definitely, if you're thinking about on the fence about a videographer, yeah. go and do I, it. It's I totally read, worth it. I read in a HuffPost article that 98% of brides regret not having a videographer. 98 like that's Huge. a lot of, of people mm-hmm. who haven't mm. you know so it's just one of those decisions like if you can't afford it try and there's um photographers out there that do a videographer photographer package yeah. you know so you can actually get the two in one so you know you, you just never know your options out there but if you do have a bit in your budget left over <laughs> who has budget left over <laughs> what budget? get a videographer <laughs> but yeah it's it should be your first choice yeah, anyway definitely go budget, and yeah. do it it's so worth it and it's lovely because that video um brings me back to that day how I felt that day of like there's footage of me walking down the aisle holding my dance hand mm. and and of our first dance and people laughing and joking at the drinks reception and yeah. it's just it's lovely Magic, it's yeah. really nice to be able to look back on so yeah good tip well, just as we approach the end of this podcast, I have a question for you. Okay. What cake did you have at your own wedding? Oh, um, ah. my wedding cake uh, was a, a triple layered, uh, three tiered cake, a uh, mixture between chocolate fudge and uh, vanilla and jam. Mm. Um, so we got it from a local bakery and um, to be honest, we just didn't have it in our budget. And at one point I was going to make our, our wedding cake, which looking back on, would, would have been, been the worst decision yeah. you didn't have enough ever. to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was like, of course I'll be able to do it. So uh, yeah, Hubby won that argument. Well uh, thank God. And uh, so we got it from a local bakery and they were like, look, we don't do tiered cakes. I was like, Grant, that'd be no problem. So my aunt, right, my aunt-in-law went off and uh, collected the wedding cake on the day and delivered it to the hotel. And that was fine. And uh, they stacked up the cake. 
that was fine. And we had our, it was at the end of our top table. And my mum was at the top table and we'd had like kind of fruit around each of the top tiers. And there was a raspberry down on the, uh, on the tablecloth. And she called down to the bridesmaid closest to the cake. And she was like, hey, will you just take that off, eat there, get rid of it. Like, because yeah. it's just sitting at the front. So she did. My mum looked down and she was like, she, she didn't do it. Like, it's still there. Would you go and eat? Oh, it was Would dropping you take off. the raspberry off the, off the tablecloth? She was like, I did. So she <laughs> ate it again. And it wasn't until my mum got up, was going to the bathroom or something. She walked past and the entire cake was like the Eiffel Tower. Oh, no. Because there were no dowels in the cake. So there's no down. hard plastic bits in the cake to support the next tier on top. The whole thing. Oh, was it a leaning tower? Was pizza? leaning. Oh no! What did I Eiffel say? Tower. Yeah, Eiffel Tower. I was like, Eiffel that would have been a spine. spectacular. Go there for a I was going no, with it there just until my brain caught up. What? Yes. No, uh, yeah, like oh, the leaning tower no. pizza. So, oh gosh! Uh, we had to get up there and then and cut the cake. Now the cake tasted fantastic. But the fear, I was oh in a big God. white dress. I was like, the fear of going <laughs> over and cutting a chocolate cake that already looks like it's going to fall over. Um, and and it, then they're always attracted to white dresses. Oh, I yeah, yeah. I, I literally <laughs> was like about five steps away, like yeah. leaning over. Uh, so we cut the cake anyway, and then they had to wheel it across the room. Nobody talked. The whole place went absolutely silent as this cake <laughs> you trundled it away you over it. to the kitchen. <laughs> Um, so yes, that was our wedding cake. And so now I have say, the inbuilt fear yeah. always. I'm always like loads of dowels the to tier. support this cake. This cake is going absolutely nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. So uh, yeah. If there's one thing we can guarantee you from yes. Pixie Box, bakery, <laughs> your cake, is that your will, cake will not fall down. <laughs> no, no. Because of previous experience exactly. at one's own wedding. <laughs> exactly. This has been the Wed Prep Podcast. We've been speaking with Jen from the Pixie Box, Box Bakery. Pe- to make sure I pronounce that right. I love it. The Pixie Box Bakery. <laughs> uh, where can we find you? What's your web address? Um, so you can get me on my website on thepixieboxbakery.ie and you can find me on Facebook and Instagram under the same handle, The Pixie Box Bakery. Excellent. Well, if you're looking for a cake, don't go any further. Go talk to Jen. It's been the Wed Prep Podcast brought to you by weddingsuppliers.ie. My name is Alan. I'm Fiona. And I'm Jen. <laughs> and we're out of here. Thanks. Take care. See you soon. Bye. Okay.